Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today we are going to be talking about the exciting day that is Wednesday, March 24th of 2021. What a day. Um, honestly, like, it felt pretty normal except for, like, there are some big things happening and it's the kind of day that, like, I know I talked about this earlier this week, but, like, this is the kind of day when I started all of this, like, this is what I wanted, um, this podcast to be. I wanted to have these really exciting days, um, more often than not. And then kind of right as I was finding my groove with the podcast, um, in came COVID. So this is the first time really this week, um, is the first time, like, after I found my groove that this feels really good. Um, and like this kind of busy day is exactly what I had in mind when I started this. So I hope that's coming through and like the excitement and the quality is, um, quality of the episodes are like a little higher this, this week only because, um, the events are a little bit more exciting. Um, some are, some are still very normal events. Like, I'm not going to lie. They definitely are. But then like big things are happening this week and I'm really excited. So we are going to get started with the Belgian Royal family. Belgium, there was just one event today, but it was kind of cool. Um, so King Philippe visited the, ugh, you guys, my French-Dutch pronunciation is terrible. Uh, so the Odegenese station, it's a, uh, uh, transit station for the Belgian transit system. Um, so he was there to hold conversations about, um, like with the staff about COVID and also um, learn about the infrastructure projects of the Belgian transit system. However, he rode to the station on a train, which was like really cool and something um, I'm trying to think. I think it was sometime last year definitely in COVID times, but I think King Willem Alexander did something similar, um, where he visited a transit system and I don't know that he rode there via train or tram or whatever it was, but, um, it was really cool. And then, uh, the Prince of Wales did something similar as well. They, um, he and the Duchess of Cornwall were picked up by a London transit bus, which are the red buses, um, at their house and were taken to the London, like, transportation headquarters. Um, so that was really cool. But I just really appreciate the, like, 
theater of it all, I'm really sorry if you can hear my dog. So she got groomed today and hates, I don't think she likes how she smells at the moment because she keeps kind of like rubbing on the carpet to try and get the smell off of her. She was doing it outside too. Like she just is not happy with her life at the moment. She looks adorable though. Um, but I'm not going to like get in her way of making herself feel better. Um, and at some point, honestly, you guys, like I've talked about this already. She's improving so much with her anxiety since we came back, um, to live with my mom. But like, she's already like, she hasn't barked at all. Um, and that was only, she growled only because she wanted that scent off of her. So that was really exciting. Like once she gets back to normal, this will be much easier, I think. Um, so, um, yeah, sorry. I just completely blanked out for a second. I was trying to do something else. Um, that was silly. Anyway, um, today that's what was going on in Belgium. It was a really cool event. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, um, a really interesting way to go. And then the conversation is of course super important because public transportation, like had to figure out a way to work. Um, which like obviously, but, and it did. And so I think like commending them for those actions is really, really important. So that's what was going on in Belgium. And now we are going to go ahead and move on to the British Royal family. Today in the UK, like I mentioned yesterday, or maybe I didn't mention it yesterday, but at some point in the past couple of days, I have mentioned that the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall are visiting Greece for a two-day visit um, to take part in the celebration of Greece's independence bicentennial. So if you're like me, you will have this moment going, what do you mean? Greece has been around forever. Yes, Greece has been around forever, but 200 years ago, they declared independence from the Ottoman Empire, which I think is Turkey or was Turkey. Um, I don't, I honestly didn't, I did a lot of research, but like not in a ton of extensive research because I, I, I'm pretty sure the Ottoman Empire includes Turkey um, when it was a thing. So 200 years ago on this day in 1821, they declared independence. And that is what we know as the modern day Greece. So there's a little history lesson, just a very small one because there's a lot to cover. Well, actually there isn't, um, but we'll start with the trip. So, um, the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall flew to Greece, um, into Athens. They got off the plane, um, took a couple of hours. It seems like from social media, um, postings that I've seen from journalists that are with them on the trip. Um, and just kind of generally, 
Um, and then this evening, they visited the National Gallery in Athens, um, where they met with the Prime Minister of Greece and his wife. I'm going to make an assumption. I didn't actually research if he was married, but his partner. Um, and visited the gallery, which opened over 200 years ago, I think. I think it said 1800. And so it has, of course, like any national gallery does, an extensive collection. Um, and then this evening, there was a state dinner. Um, and state dinners, sometimes for dignitaries um, traveling, um, and especially for non-monarchs, which Charles is not, um, are a little more, a little more casual. Um, so tiaras aren't worn or anything like that. Um, but it's more of a dinner that is important, but not, um, not a gala affair. It's more of a black tie. So during the event, Charles did give a speech. This is pretty normal of black tie dinners, um, like state dinner type of things, um, where he talked about his connection to Greece. So for those who don't know, his father, the Duke of Edinburgh, uh, Prince Philip, was actually born in Greece about 100 years ago. Um, he turns 100 in June, so 99 years and 10 months ago or something. Um, and he was born to the then Greek royal family, um, which is also part of the Danish royal family. That's a whole thing. Um, at the beginning of quarantine last year, I actually went into like a ton of this. So you can look into that. I did like a whole um, couple episodes on like the air, uh, the consorts to the monarchs and some of their history and Philip has a very interesting history. Um, so he talked about his like connection to Greece and how important it is to him because of his father's Greek heritage. Um, I will say like Greek was not the language they spoke at home for Philip. Um, because back then all the royals were kind of intermarried. So I think they spoke French or German in the house. But Philip does have an understanding of Greek. Um, although he left when he was like a infant. So not a lot there. Um, but it was really cool. And I think just like this return to quote-unquote normal. I don't want to call it normal because, like, there were face masks. Camilla, in the evening, rocked, like, a sparkly cream face mask, and her face mask game is quite strong. Like, she, I think, is kind of second to Queen Matilda. Like, I like Camilla's face masks a lot. Um, the Duchess of Cambridge always wears the same ones, um, but, like, Camilla has a good face mask game. I appreciate it. Um, but that, like, it was normal in that it was predictable. Um, so tomorrow are the ceremonies that are, um, surrounded around the bicentennial. So we'll talk more about those tomorrow. 
Um, and so now, like I said, this was kind of the only thing going on publicly, um, just because all eyes need to be on this right now. Um, the British royal family is really good about this. Like, they, if a certain cause or a certain event needs to have, um, the attention of the people, then they will make sure that, like, the calendar reflects the need for that. So, that's what was going on publicly, but let's go ahead and check the court circular just to be entirely sure where... I've lost my app. There it is. I don't know where it went. Okay, got it. So let's check out the court circular for today, which is March 24th. And it was Wednesday, so Queen Elizabeth and Boris Johnson held their weekly um, telephone audience. I wonder if those will ever go back into being in person. I think Boris Johnson only has the first round of the vaccine. Queen Elizabeth should be fully vaccinated by now. Um, I wonder if those will go back in person anytime. I don't know. I'm curious. Um, and then the, okay, so then in Clarence House, the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall, um, and then it basically has, like, their itinerary for the day. So they, um left the UK, landed in Greece, um, were greeted by the ambassador from the UK to Greece, which is called the Hellenic Republic, um, and then it goes through their events. So that is what was going on with Charles and Camilla. We already knew that. So let's go on to Kensington Palace. Uh, let's see, the Duchess of Cambridge, joint patron of the Royal Foundation of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, this morning held an early years meeting. So that is what was going on in the UK. Very exciting stuff. Um, really excited that some like foreign visits are taking place. Like I said, um, we have one in Spain starting tomorrow. Like this is just a jam packed week and I love it. Um, so with that, we are going to go ahead and move on now to Denmark. Denmark. Technically, this happened yesterday, but they didn't share it until today. And if it was online, I missed it. Um, super frustrating that I saw that this morning. Um, but so today, yesterday, Crown Princess Mary also met with the Secretary General for the World Wildlife Foundation's World Nature Fund. Um, and so Mary serves as like the president for WWF World Nature Fund in Denmark. Um, so they just had a meeting that she has, she's done several of these meetings, sometimes over video call, but also now, um, the restrictions in Denmark are slowly starting to lift. So she's able to hold, obviously she's been holding them, but like the Royal family are able to hold, um, in-person events again. So that was yesterday. And then today, 
You guys, I feel like this is kind of deja vu. So announcements were made this morning um, that Queen Margaretha's 81st birthday events um, would also be canceled this year. And in lieu of um, public celebrations, it will be a quieter family event. Um, This happened last year. Last year, it was her 80th birthday, and Denmark celebrates birthdays so well. Um, This one, when it was her 80th birthday, when it was canceled, was really hard. Like, I was really bummed out about it. I think that was kind of, like, the realization of how serious this pandemic was going to be, in all honesty. Like, and then I remember, like, I could not... I was so bummed out that they weren't happening that I actually didn't record a couple of episodes that week because I was, like, so bummed out. So, this year I kind of expected it. Like, I don't know. I thought they might do something similar to last year. And maybe they will. Um, Probably not as intense. Like, last year there was a whole video um, with, like, the foreign royal families that were going to be at this gala dinner. Um... Like, I don't think any of that will happen, but I do think, like, there will maybe be a couple of things, but typically there's, like, a royal family balcony appearance. Um, that's not happening. The, there are just, like, things that aren't happening, and that's okay. Um, you know, we're living in a pandemic, and like I've mentioned very recently, 2022, Queen Margaretha is celebrating her 50th jubilee, which is her golden jubilee. Um, and so hopefully by then there will be some intense celebrations. So fingers crossed for that. Um, so yeah, that is what was going on in Denmark. And now we are going to go ahead and move on to the Dutch Royal family. today Queen Maxima continued with her um digital only schedule um I'm hoping for some like in-person events by the end of the week I'm but it doesn't it didn't seem like there were which is really sad um but today she sent a pre-recorded video message uh to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the Dutch Education Abroad Foundation so from what I can tell And again, this is one of those situations where the Dutch royal family didn't do a very good, like, description of events. Um, So what I can tell, they did, like, a live stream type of thing and had pre-recorded messages from people um, of prominence, and Queen Maxima was one of them. Um, I couldn't find, I didn't know quite where to look um, for the live feed, um, to even, like, get Maxima's part out of it. Sometimes I'll do that, um, but I didn't even quite know where to look. 
Um, they wasn't abundantly clear or anything like that, which is a little sad. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's the event. Like, there's not a whole lot <laughs> there. Um, she looked really good. Like, really good. Um, that's what I can say about it. And for those who don't know, it's very rare for me to say that, like, I enjoyed Maximo's fashion because I don't. Um, typically, like, in a typical world, I don't. I'm not... One, I don't do, like, I don't enjoy fashion. Um, I live in, like, black joggers um, and gray t-shirts. Like, that's my uniform, literally. Um, I work for myself, so, like, I dress myself um, and, like, don't have a work outfit. So, but this is what I wear every day. Um, but I, the styles that I like are very clean and classic and... That's not Maxima. Maxima's fun. And, um, I don't want to use the word frivolous in a negative tone, but like very over the top. And that's just not the things that I gravitate towards ever. Um, but I, I, I liked this. It was very clean style. And so I really like when she does that. Um, anyway, so that's what was going on in the Dutch royal family today. Not a lot, but they do have some things on the calendar for the rest of the week as well. Um, we're skipping Norway because there was nothing again there today, although I think there's something pretty exciting tomorrow, but maybe not. Um, and so with that, we are going to move on to Spain. Today in Spain, it was a very important day. So today, the Princess of Astorias, Princess Leonor, who is the heir to the Spanish throne, um, held her first solo engagement. So it was just her, no father, mother, or sister, um, and she visited the uh, Cervantes Institute in Madrid. So the Cervantes Institute is an organization founded by the government of Spain that aims to teach Spanish language uh, and some culture to the world. So they are in I think I saw on the presentation 88 cities, or maybe that was 88 countries. Um, I think it's 88 cities. I know there's several in the States. There's one in New York. There's one in Chicago. I think there's one in New Mexico. Um, and maybe more, but those are the ones in the States that I can think of. Um, but they also do um, a lot of different programming and focus on literature, um, it's named, of course, for Miguel de Cervantes, um, who is the author of Don Quixote, um, and is, like, 
legendary to Spanish culture in the same way um, his counterpart in England, William Shakespeare, is. Like, they're just very similar. Um, and Don Quixote is a pretty awesome book. I've listened to it in English, um, and it's great. I haven't read it in Spanish, which I think would be better, um, but that's that's daunting. I'm still in, like, children's books in Spanish, like Harry Potter um, is what I'm reading in Spanish. So, anyway, that is what the Cervantes Institute is, um, and they are celebrating their 30th anniversary this year. So, Princess Leonor arrived, um, and she, I'm, tr okay, I'm trying to be very, um, similar in the way I talk about the adult royals doing events in this moment. Um, but I also want to take a minute. Here's a, here's a reminder. She is 15. She is a child and these are people. Um, and so I'm going to talk a little bit about like the fact that it was her first thing, but I'm trying very hard to stay just kind of like neutral as possible. Um, I'm gushy. Don't worry. But like, I just want to be very like this is what happened and then try and get my thoughts out calmly and chill um so they in the Cervantes Institute have this thing called la, la, caja, la caja de letras which is literally the letterbox but it sounds much better in Spanish um that is basically a bunch of like they look kind of like safety deposit lock uh st style things um they're behind a safe it's very cool um and so in there she deposited the copy of the constitution that she read um at the same location on her 13th birthday um in honor of the 40th anniversary of the spanish constitution in 2018 as well as the copy of don quixote that she and her sister Infanta Sofia read for book day last year. Um, this is something, I don't know if this part happens every year, um, but due to COVID and all, they um, did a like reading of Don Quixote. So the whole thing was read by like different prominent Spanish people. So it started off, um, the Ford was done by the winner of the Cervantes Award, um, and then Leonor and Sofia did their part, and then it was, like, the mayor, or the president of the community of Madrid, I, like, it was a lot of prominent Spanish people, um, and then, so after depositing those two things in the Caja de la Letras, um, she went into, um, like, a little auditorium room, and took part she was given a presentation and the other people there were given a presentation about the Cervantes Institute and what they all um what their goals are and what they do on a regular basis and then she asked a question um which was like the speaking part of her engagement I didn't think that this was going to happen at all um but she asked uh, there were a couple of questions allowed, and obviously she gets the first one. And so she first talked about how she herself uses um, the website for the Cervantes Institute. Um, 
I'm presuming to learn um, some of the other co-official languages in Spain or maybe, I think, I'm not sure. Um, I didn't quite know what she was talking about there. But then she also asked about the international employees of the Cervantes Institute who obviously cannot travel to Spain right now because this child is amazing. Um, okay, so a little bit of thoughts because I have them. Um, first of all, she did really, really amazing. Like, really amazing. Um, she, you could tell she was nervous, but like, overall carried herself very strongly. And also, she was, um, con she was surrounded constantly by the vice president of the government, uh, one of the vice presidents of the government, and the director of the Cervantes Institute, um, who both I'm sure made her feel more comfortable, um, especially the vice president of the government who was very, um, they were talking a lot. Like you could tell that that was kind of where her comfort zone was for Leonore. So it was, it worked. Um, and like overall she just, it, I think like the nerves kind of wore off the minute she was like walking through the building. Um, for the most part, and, like, she just did really, really well. Um, I was thoroughly impressed. So I will probably link the live stream that they did. Thank you, Casa Real, for doing that, um, of the event. So you can see kind of the whole thing, um, if you want to watch it. If not, I have, like, a two-minute highlight thing on Instagram that you can watch of it as well. Um because it was a big deal. And so like, great job to her. I think this is, you know, it's early. I don't think this is going to be a frequent occurrence. Like I don't think she's going to be doing solo engagements every week. Um, but possibly every month, maybe not, um, at least until she goes to school. I don't know. Um, but definitely the start of her official duties, but like, again, she's 15 and is still very much a student. So that's what was going on in Spain. I know I rambled a lot, but like I have been looking forward to this event since they announced it and I've thought a lot about how I'm going to talk about it. So I hope I did well. Um, and now we are going to go ahead and move on to Sweden. <laughs> off this episode with the Swedish royal family, we have a couple of things. Um, first, King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia took part in a digital meeting with the Swedish Civil Defense Association. That was an event that didn't have like a ton of information on it. Um, and then secondly, Crown Princess Victoria sent a pre-recorded video message to the opening of the World Figure Skating Championships that are being held this year in Stockholm. I'm going to have this video on thedailyroyal.com. It's in English. I appreciate when things are in English, so I always like to make sure they get 
shared among the world. Um, Victoria was supposed to be at this event in person, um, but of course, two weeks ago, she and her husband, Prince Daniel, were diagnosed with COVID. Um, they have since, it was reported today that they have recovered, um, but they weren't sure, so they opted to do a digital appearance at the World Skating Championship because that just makes more sense. Um, and so she mentioned that. She's like, I would have loved to have been there, but, um, you know, my family and I are looking forward to watching um, and, you know, talking about how wonderful Stockholm is. Um, and I'm not going to lie, it made me want to go to Sweden. So when I was in college, I really wanted to um, do a semester abroad in Sweden. My school had a partnership with a school in Stockholm, and, like, I just really wanted to go. Um, but the logistics of that were really confusing to me, and I didn't get to go, which is fine. Um, but, like, it kind of reignited that, like, oh, yeah. I really do at some point want to go to Stockholm. Um, 2021 and 2022 are both now spoken for by the UK and Denmark. Um, so maybe King Carl Gustav could have a jubilee or a big birthday celebration and I will go. <laughs> um, but that needs to be in 2023. <laughs> I'm just going to say that because I can do like, I don't even know that I can do two big trips like this, one right after the other, but I'm going to try. Um, so that's what was going on in Sweden today. Um, they do still have some things on the calendar, but this was supposed to be Victoria's first in-person event of the year. Um, but due, due to circumstances, she was not able. Um, so hopefully soon we will see them, um, from behind a computer screen, um, and hopefully some better pictures because of that. Like, um... They released pictures of King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia today during their meeting. Um, but they were such low quality that, like, I didn't even save them. Because, well, I saved them and then I, like, cropped them the way I, nor the way I do. And, like, they just looked terrible. So I deleted them because, like, they just don't look good. I'm, I'm sorry. I might, I don't know. I have tried to find higher quality photos and can't, so, um, yeah, I don't know. But, um, that brings us to the end of this episode. Please check out thedailyroyal.com, um, the Daily Royal on Instagram, and like and review this podcast wherever you are listening, and I will talk to you all tomorrow for our double state visit day. Have a great Thursday. Bye.